Table Radio Season 2. Today's episode is a conversation with Anna and Andy on Romans 5 as we continue our discussion on being together again. Enjoy! Blessed are you, God of creation. Well, hi there, table friends. Last week, um, we continued in our series about loving one another or being together again. Mm-hmm. Another alternative title. And uh, after I preached my sermon, I had several people come up to me and say that as they've been listening, uh, God brought to mind the name of a certain person or the face of someone that they felt that they needed to forgive. So based on that feedback, we're going to talk about forgiveness this week. Yeah, we're doing a little retro table conversation action. Which a throwback? Really yeah. yeah <laughs> a throwback to earlier pandemic times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 throwback's always yeah. good. Great. So we're just going to talk about uh, 10 minutes or so on, on some of the stuff and take it away. Mm-hmm. So I talked last week about Romans 13, verses 8 to 10, and this week uh, I went to Romans 5. Um, and Romans 5 is all about... The advent of sin and then the gift of Jesus, basically. Uh, and just to kind of get us, get our heads around this topic, I found a quote this week um, from a Romanian priest. I'm going to read it to you. He says this, You've avoided choosing Jesus as your friend for far too long, but Jesus has chosen you to hear his voice. The choice was made long ago, for Jesus has always loved you, but now you have responded to his call. In responding, you are ordained to go and bear fruit that will remain, to be a prophet of Christ in the world in which you live, to love your neighbor as yourself, and to make each person your friend, to proclaim through your every action this unique and limitless love which has raised us from the level of a slave to that of a friend of God. Well, this sounds really inspiring. You know, maybe this is quoted by someone who lived a very sinless, perfect life, but that's not true. <laughs> um, this priest actually was a fascist in a former life and a Holocaust denier, and he had repeated uh, prison terms, actually. Hmm. But he came at a point in later in his life where he understood something very pivotal about the grace and love of God, um, that God, through his forgiveness, has raised us from a place of being dead to a place of being alive, that we could even be friends of God. And so based on that grace that has been shown to us, uh, Romans in chapter 5 suggests that the overflow of that grace that we've been given can spill out to others. So this is from Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, sin reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespasses of the one man, how much more did God's grace and gift that came by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So there's a sense of sin existed and created this great chasm between us and God, and Jesus came to fill that chasm with his grace Mm -hmm. between us and God and us and other people. And now, hopefully, there's enough grace to go around that it might spill into the lives of other people. So that's what we hope, anyways. Yeah, well, and that's the... That's the claim is the the 
um, that Paul's making is there's there's this uh, this well this overspringing well that covers there's enough or more than enough that abundance theme comes through a lot in the whole Bible the New Testament especially and it made me think of just as you were reading that bit from Romans five and made me think of the vine imagery in John fifteen um, that Jesus as the source is more than enough mm-hmm. to cover all of that in us and for us. And I think on a very personal level, um, sort of the, and hopefully this is practical, this is certainly how my mind and heart works, is the, is the doubts or the, the uncertainty about my own, my own justification or my own goodness in life in general, in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it can lead us to wonder, you know, it, does God co- cover even that? Does God justify even that? Does is, does Jesus um, powerful enough even to to change that to or to transform that. that? And I think this is the such the key relationship for Paul and in, in all the Bible between us trusting God's work and the actual effect of God's work in our lives. Yeah. Those two are very tied together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's why Paul puts such an emphasis on believe and harkens back to the old stories of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Like Abraham trusted God yeah. in, those sto- in, in those stories and God credited it to him as justice, as mm-hmm. righteousness, as justification. Yeah. I think the language, you know, around debt and credit, which Paul uses mm-hmm. It's helpful because we understand what a debt feels like. You know, I talked about that in my yeah. sermon too. This debt feels weighty and it, 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 it wears on you and you cart it around with you. And this idea that Jesus would come and absolve you of that debt is, is a wonderful freeing idea. Mm-hmm. And I find I'm, I'm ready to accept that. I like that idea. Yeah. I think the harder thing that I struggle with is that when other people owe a debt to me, can I extend that grace to them? Can I free them of that burden towards me? Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this this week, as mm. trying to think about what we would talk about today and what I'll talk about on Sunday. And I think as a typical second child, you know, my sense of justice is pretty strong. Like, things are unfair. If someone hurts me, if someone commits sin against me, that's yeah. an injustice yeah. that I want to see corrected. Mm-hmm. But yet, Jesus is saying, this side of heaven, that's not going to be done. And so my job instead is to allow the grace of God to spill over into the mm-hmm. chasm that separates between me and that person and extend myself to that person. You know, Romans 5 talks about Jesus extending himself to us while we were yet sinners, while we were still in error. And I, I think the injunction is we too are to extend ourselves to others, even though they're undeserving, even mm-hmm. though they maybe haven't apologized or haven't made restitution for for how they've hurt us, yeah. he is asking us to extend ourselves in a similar way. Yeah, you talk. I mean, this from you talked about this last week about the some of the boundary stuff about carrying your own stuff yeah. and not carrying other people's stuff. A little bit different context, I think, but I think it still applies here of of bringing God into that picture. And, and Paul talks about that in uh, we looked at it a couple of weeks ago in Romans twelve. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Not seek vengeance, mm-hmm. but leave that to God. Leave that to to God's vengeance. Yeah. And so that, and all that to say is that justice is still important to us. It's not just 
saying, oh, that was okay what you did, mm-hmm. you know, um, or let's not worry about it or let's forget about it. It's saying, no, it's, it's actually still important, but I'm just trusting that God is going to take care of that yeah. in the end, like yeah. a good parent. And that frees me up not to have to, not to, have to own that or right. take care of that injustice. That frees me to actually release that and let go of it and not live in bitterness and anger until, until the right is, or the wrong is made right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a freeing thing that ties into the, I'm carrying what belongs to me and I'm not carrying right. what belongs to other people. And nice job reminding me. me of my own words. <laughs> <laughs> I was paying attention. Convicting me according to what I previously said. Yeah, you know, I was really struggling with sort of the original translation of Romans 5, because it is a lot of really complex language that mm-hmm. Paul employs. Mm-hmm. Um, but So I went to Eugene Peterson's Paraphrase the Message, because that's kind of always where I go, where yeah. I str- when I struggle trying to understand the Bible. And um, Eugene Peterson translates the word grace as aggressive forgiveness. Aggressive <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> Which huh. I really appreciated yeah, nice. that. The sense <clears throat> of not just forgiving in a passive kind of a way, but mm-hmm. like in a hard gritted teeth going, I'm going to forgive this person as troubling as it is, as much as my sense of justice is troubled, I'm going to try to aggressively (laughs) employ forgiveness um, and give them and, and give them that sense of free gift. You know, I kind of went down a a rabbit trail researching the word grace this morning. And, uh, and the Bible talks about grace being a gift that's given with delight Mm -hmm. or favor, the sense of Um, You know, like when Queen Esther goes before the king and pleads for the people of Israel, and he grants their freedom, this this magnanimous gift. Um, And this idea that we have an invitation to give one another a magnanimous Mm -hmm. gift in the way that God has given it to us. Um, And so patterning ourselves after Jesus in that way. uh, And that's that's the invitation. That's a great invitation, and it's, it's... Based on this assumption or, or this self-view or self-awareness of, of I have something great to give. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of us struggle with. Like we feel, I think a lot of us, and I can speak from my own past and history, is that we feel it's just small and petty or um, it, it doesn't feel significant. Mm-hmm. But I think when we have a bigger view of ourselves, not because we think about ourselves, but because we have a bigger view of who God is and what he's done for us in Christ, then those things become much more magnanimous hmm. to, to feel like bestowing forgiveness on another person is a meaningful um, gift to give. Yeah. And it's less about me and more about what God has given me to give to another person. Yeah. And it strikes me that in order to feel better about giving that gift, I need to spend more time, meditating on the mm-hmm. weight of the gift that's been given me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've always really loved communion. It's always been a very meaningful part of my faith. And I think in large part because you're putting action to words. So yeah. you're saying, like, Jesus has forgiven us, come to his table. But then you literally go and receive from his table his bread, mm-hmm. his body, the wine, his blood. And, and to me, it was always this very tactical exchange of, like, here is physical proof of the spiritual reality. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it makes me think that, you know, one way of forgiving others, 
something that might be helpful is finding kind of a, a tactile way mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same way to acknowledge this exchange has been made. I'm, I'm going to give this person this gift yeah. out of out of the goodness that's been given me. Yeah, those little those little gestures to show to show grace when there maybe there's tension in relationship or mm-hmm. or some hardness in relationship of these little these tactile gestures. Yeah. Of, I'm gonna give something. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into this relationship a little bit. Yeah, like that. Hmm. That's good. Good. It's really good. Because sometimes, or talking about aggressive forgiveness, sometimes it can feel like it's all words-based. Yeah. I think it is, but but there's other there's other creative ways that are that that's a good image of. of well, the, I find the too, it's not often forgiveness is not a one and done either. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can sort of kneel in prayer and say, "Okay, Lord, I'm going to forgive this person," but my feelings about them and about the wrong that's been done still persist. Yeah. So how do I continue to retire that debt in a sense? How do I continue to extend that forgiveness? You know, and maybe it does take like an, a, a tactile Practice. act. You know, I was talking to somebody after the service last week and, and they were suggesting, you know, I might, I might text this person. I haven't talked to them in years. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think I really hurt them. I think I'm going to text this person. And even if they don't respond, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to take this step and, and be vulnerable in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. putting myself out there yeah. um, as a means of action so that I know I've done all that I can in my part to forgive them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This is it's a good practical note to end on. Do you have any more practical notes? Because we we got 90 seconds <laughs> or so. Give or take. Um, yeah, I just wrote down a few little helpful things. I think choosing to forgive again and again, Mm -hmm. taking that initiative. I think oftentimes we wait for other people to come to us. Aggressive forgiveness. But to actually go to them and say, you know, I'm hurt or I hurt you. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes our pride is in the way of us actually making a move towards them. So I think thinking about how, you know, Jesus step towards us he offered grace to us while we still were not in a position to even ask for it um so can i take the first step towards that other person um i'm i'm often surprised how um just naming something or bringing it up to talk about it can diffuse a situation but how so many of us um just deathly afraid yeah. of just making that first move yeah. and what's going to happen. And well, our pride is in the way our feelings that. are in the way, right? Yeah. Like we either feel hurt or we mm-hmm. feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of feelings that would stop us from doing that. It's hard to admit that you're wrong. And it's similarly hard to admit that you've been hurt. Yeah. So I think the more honest we can be about our feelings, which means that we need to reflect regularly, you know, and spend time in prayer to think, how do I, how do I feel yeah. about these things? And Lord, what should I do about it? And, you know, it was a great, it was a great demonstration of this, just talking to people after church where mm-hmm. they said, oh, you know, this person's name was brought to mind as you were speaking. I'm going to act on this this week, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and that shows that, yeah, the Holy Spirit is, is making things known to people and people are acting yeah. upon it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Should we end there? Sounds Let's good end there. You. Yeah. Aggressive forgiveness. In a kind way. <laughs> aggressive, very aggressive forgiveness. Do you want to pray for us, Amy? Yeah. God, thank you for um, giving us pause in this series. Let's just take an extra 
uh, extra little time to focus on some of the ins and outs and the, the practice of, of love and loving one another and, and forgiving one another. Would you make us as a community really, really, really good at this? Um, that your grace may abound in this place, in this people, um, and that we may all experience a deeper sense of freedom um, in the gospel. Thank you for this, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks everybody. Bye friends. Bye. Glory forever in the darkness. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, BC. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by the Preparation EP. Written and arranged by Coco Relieve and can be found at thetablechurch.bandcap.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. Blessed Father, Son, Spirit, blessed God. The shadows may surround your light shines down. Blessed are you, O God. Blessed are you, God of compassion.